Hey, what's up, guys? It's Isaac Edelman here with a fantastic interview. And today, I'm very glad to be joined by Miami Marlins pitcher, Anthony Bass. Anthony, thank you so much for coming on today. Isaac, how you doing? Good. And uh, let's get right into it with the questions. Uh, it's a true honor to have you on. So you were on the Toronto Blue Jays last season and made the move to Miami via free agency this offseason. How has the transition been? It's been great. Uh, good group of guys here. Coaching staff's been uh, really easy to work with and really transparent with me. Um, just through the, all the ups and downs of the season, um, it's been a really good group of guys to really um, support me and um, looking forward to the second half. Awesome. And, uh, you know, keeping with the Blue Jays, you were on the, you know, Blue Jays, but you didn't actually play in Toronto. Uh, how did that feel to you? Yeah, it was different. Uh, I was looking forward to playing in Toronto, just uh, like everyone else. Um, but with the events that had happened last year, um, we had to make do with what we had. I remember we were trying to really get into a major league stadium. Unfortunately, um, we weren't able to, but um, Buffalo did a great job of making uh, Salem Field feel like the major leagues. Awesome. So now let's move on to your tenure in Japan where you were a Japan Series champion in 2016. Uh, what was the best and worst part about playing in Japan? I wouldn't say there's any worst parts about Japan. I can only think of positives. Um, it gave me an opportunity to really um, get my confidence back. You know, when I went over there, um, I was bouncing around from team to team, um, kind of dealing with some failure at the major league level. So it allowed me to go over there and really just um, work on my craft and figure out what I needed, needed to do to get back to the major leagues. Um, so I appreciated that. Um, it was great. The whole uh, environment in Japan, it's, it's almost like a soccer match at a baseball game with, with the uh, fans and the music playing throughout the course of the game. So that was unique and different, and I really enjoyed that. And the people were extremely friendly, not only to myself, but also to uh, my wife at the time. Whenever uh, she looked lost, for example, if she were traveling, uh, they would come up to her and, and help her out, uh, which was which was really nice. Um, so we we enjoyed our time in, in Japan, and uh, hopefully down the road, I, I'd love to go back one, one more time. That's really great. So you collect a lot of autographs from players old and new. Which current player autograph would you like to get, and which one is your prized possession? Actually, we are playing the uh, San Diego Padres right now, and obviously Fernando Tatis Jr. is uh, a great talent, really, really good player, and I'd love to add him to my collection as I think that he's got the potential to be uh, a Hall of Famer one day. Uh, with that being said, in my collection, I probably have about 35 to 40 signed baseballs right now over the past five, six years, and um, I grew up a Calrican Jr. fan. So when I got a chance to meet Cal back in 2014 when I was in AAA with the Houston Astros, um, he came in throughout the first pitch of the game, and I was able to catch it and then um, was able to have him sign the baseball, and he included the Hall of Fame inscription on it and uh, got a chance to, to talk to him for a little bit. So that was really cool and, and probably my, my favorite autograph that I have in my collection. Great. Now transitioning back to the Miami Marlins, who's, that's my favorite team, uh, who's the funniest player in the clubhouse? The funniest player in the clubhouse, I'd say, I, I think Richard Blyer is just constant entertainment because being a bullpen guy, 
uh, we spend a lot of time together and his sense of humor, uh, get, just makes me laugh. Everything that he says, uh, he's very blunt and very straightforward about things at times, things that people are thinking, but don't really say he says them. So, uh, I, I would say Richard Blair. Now I have an interesting question for you. Um, do you think the MLB will ever allow a robotic strike zone? Yeah, I think there's a chance. Um, I know they're testing it out in independent baseball right now. And um, there's a chance. I mean, I'm not going to say never, but I think I think uh, it's going to take some time to fix uh, any issues with the strike zone because the strike zone varies from hitter to hitter based on you know their height. Um, so they need to dial that in to make sure that they have it as accurate as possible. And uh, who's to know how long that's going to take. But I, I don't rule it out. I think maybe one day we might see that. Interesting. So sticking with MLB rule changes, are you in favor of the recently added extra inning rule where a runner starts off on second base? No, I don't like it at all. <laughs> uh, I Being a reliever, like I'm in that situation, and, and it's a tough spot to be in. Um, I don't think a major baseball game should be determined by having a ghost runner on second base and extra innings. I think uh, there's other ways to do it, and um, that's not one of them. Awesome. So thanks so much for your time, Anthony. It was a pleasure having you on, and good luck tonight against the Padres. Thanks, Isaac.